so many um, great ways that we celebrate and think about the Christmas story. And um, one of my favorites is from John's gospel because John's gospel is different from the others. And he takes a more cosmic view, if you will, of Christmas, sort of the wonder of it all. John's gospel is not about the manger or about the shepherds or the wise men. John's gospel is about the galaxy. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It goes on to say, all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was light, and that light was the life of all men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The wonder of Christmas. My prayer this year for our whole church family, and it has been through this whole month of December, is this. Don't lose your wonder. Wonder is just another great word for faith. Don't lose it. Hold on to the wonder of it all. In the beginning was the Word. Somehow, this story, this baby, somehow is connected to that star and every star scattered throughout our galaxies. The other day, um, we were watching a television show and I don't know what, it was a commercial or something. I don't even remember exactly, but I, I remember this, this globe came on and it was just sort of spinning. It was like Earth, but it was suspended kind of in space. And Charlie and I were watching it together and it's, it's so strange. I, it was like I knew she was going to, I saw it coming. And she sees it spinning there. And this was her question. Dad, um, how does the water at the bottom, not spill into space. She's five. She sees that the water should go down. And I said, ask your mom. She was better at science than me. I mean, we could have had a, you know, 20-minute wandering discussion about gravity or something, but at the end of the day, it's just another word. Gravity is a word to describe the wonder of it all. Whatever words you use and you put to it, it's all wonder. It's all mystery. And Christ represents the mystery of it all. In him was life. And that life was the light of all men. And that light extinguishes the darkness. There's some hope for whatever darkness that we face in our life and in our world. There's some hope that the light, the light will pierce the darkness. The light will win the day. And maybe most importantly, this is a story about God's love. This is the story that God created us in love for love. 
The Bible says later in Psalms that you and I are fearfully and ready, wonderfully made. God made you wonderful. Anybody look at a child lately? A little baby? A granddaughter? It's only one word. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. God makes wonderful things. And you are wonderful. You are a wonder of God's creation. And God did it all because I believe God wants to live in relationship with us. Somewhere along the line, I think, you know, wires got crossed and things got said and people started to believe that it was about some sort of a religious system and, you know, you needed to check certain boxes so you could get certain things and it was just kind of a religious vending machine at some point. You know, you punch in the right codes and you put in the right thing and out comes your prize. But how many know relationships are very different from that? They're dynamic and fluid God wants to live in a relationship with you. Can I say this? And God, not just like on Sunday. Perhaps that's part of the other problem is when you have a check the box kind of religion, you check the box and you do the thing and then you set God in a box until Sunday comes around again or Christmas comes around again. But God wants to live in relationship with you on Monday morning. On Thursdays at 3, God wants to talk to you. And God wants you to talk to him. For that living, breathing relationship. It's all based in love. That's what it's about. Love, it seems, is the engine of our universe. You know, no matter what you get and no matter what you achieve in life, let me share one thing. No matter what you achieve and what you get and what you attain in life, I can guarantee you one thing. You can write this down and remember it. You will, you will be empty without the relationships in your life. Your relationship with God and your relationships with the people around you. I mean, people have tried it. They've tried it every way that you can try to try for something on the outside to make them happy, knowing deep down that the thing that really makes us happy is love, our relationship to God and to those around us. That's what makes us happy. So strangely, you know, Charlie's got uh, a birthday in December, so she starts talking about it well, in July, but, you know, it gets very serious in November. When's my birthday? When's my birthday? How many this? And, and it's Presentville. It's Present Central, you know. And a lot of you are to blame, to be honest with you. You created a monster. And she's opening presents all the time, all the time. And then, you know, you barely get your, you, you barely breathe. And then Christmas is around the corner. And, I mean, I mean, she's five. I mean, anything, anything for a present, right? And we go to the store the other day. We're getting groceries for the... And what does she want? Presents. You know, you're in Walmart and like, I'm trying to get to, you know, uh, salads and, you know, uh, cucumbers and she's got an eye towards glitter. And she won't let it go. Dad, dad, can we just, can we just get this? Can we just get this? And I, I said, look, let me just, no. 
Let me just say, we're not. We're, you, you got pre, you've, been, you've opened so many presents, and you've got so many more to open. And you no, know, you're not getting any. You're not, right? But does that satisfy a five-year-old? A clear no? No, that's just, I'm going to try another tactic. I'm just going to go around the barn the other way, right? And she's going to be going and going. So I finally thought, you know, why, here's the thing. Why are you torturing yourself? Because now you're not happy. You're going to be happy the whole time right here because you're torturing yourself because you want something that you can't have. And this is what occurred to me. A lot of people torture themselves. This is how they do it. It, it's, it's as old as the book of Ecclesiastes where he said, I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. It was this, I can chase and chase and chase all of this stuff and one day it's going to make me happy. I mean, one day I'm going to be rich enough. One day I'm going to be famous enough. One day I'm going to have enough of this and one day I'm really going to be happy. And he says, that, you know, it's like chasing the wind. Talk about an exercise in frustration. But when we take God out when we take relationship out, that's what we find ourselves doing is just chasing. Chasing something that we're never going to be able to have. And all along, God just wants to live in relationship with you. The whole story of Christmas is a story of God's love. For God so loved that he gave his son, his one and only son, out of love. Um, like in our house, we, we fight over the remote. I know it doesn't happen, but we fight. It's bad. I'll be honest. And I'm very selfish. And not you, me. And uh, I, I, I can't, I, I just, I try, I'm trying, I'm trying to be humble and like giving, and, but I can't stand the movies she watches. They're terrible. <laughs> It's like December. It's like, I can't watch another Hallmark movie. I can't watch Hallmark. Can I get an amen from a brother out there? So we fight over the remote, and she wants to watch Hallmark. Oh, I didn't know what's going to happen. I mean, they've been in there like 30 seconds in. They're going to fall in love and blah, okay. Wow, exciting. And I'm just always trying to get war documentaries on. And so for whatever reason, I won the contest the other night and we're watching World War II documentaries about paratroopers going in you know, into France and, and, uh, and, these, and the Battle of the Bulge and these guys sitting out there you know, with, with their hands just frozen to the bone and, and, and you know, wasting away out there with no food. And, and I'm just like, isn't this great, babe? You know? And yet, a couple of days later, true, it dawned on me that we were both after the same thing. So he's after that warm, fuzzy love story. And as I watched these guys interviewed, some of the guys that the movie was about, then they, they portrayed them actual in real life, guys that were there telling their story. Vicky and I both felt ourselves tearing up as we watched these men tell their stories of sacrificing, putting their life on the line for their brothers and for you and I, frankly. They're both love stories. One may be a little more masculine and one may be a little more feminine, but at the end of the day, they were both about love. That there's something 
deep inside of the human psyche that we're built and born for love. And Christmas is the story of God's love. For God so loved that he gave. And they watched this documentary, and these guys literally laying their life down. Person after person telling, like, we did not expect to live. We did not expect to live. But they kept doing it for someone they loved, for something they loved. And I could think about Jesus who had that kind of love at the cross. Like all the way towards the cross, every chance to, to, to stop, to opt out in the garden praying, Father, if it's possible, let this suffering pass from me. I mean, Jesus in his full humanity didn't want to go through with it, and neither would you, the cross. And then he says, nevertheless, not my will, but what? But yours be done. Avoiding every chance to take an exit, Jesus marches towards the cross. I was thinking about these guys, and one thing that they would do is the minute that the minute they could get so they could walk, they could get back on their feet, they went, put me back in, sergeant. Put me back in, sir. Because real love is tough. Real love doesn't give up on somebody else. It's relentless. And I want you to know something. God is relentless in his love for you. Even if you've blown him off for a while, sits there and waits. He waits for you. For God so loved the world that he gave. And tonight we're here to celebrate his love for us, the gift of his son. Son that not only came humbly born in a manger, but, but went all the way to the cross and gave his life. So we want to celebrate it by sharing the Lord's Supper together. And the scripture says, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it saying, this is my body broken for you. Let's take the bread. After supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. As often as you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Tonight, not only do we want to pause to remember and celebrate our Savior, but we want to remember our place and our purpose in the world, you know? 
Not only does it say that Jesus was the light of the world, but then Jesus said, you are the light of the world. And we're here to spread that love and that light everywhere we go. Everywhere you go, you spread his love and you spread his light. As we prepare to light our candles, I encourage you to take your candle out. We're thinking about Christ. We're thinking about our role in the world, our place, our purpose. Of course, tonight we can't help but think about those that, we've, that have gone on before, those that are not with us. So as we light our candle, we're thinking of them tonight, those who we love so dear. My grandma, the ones that you love, they're, they're cheering from the grandstands of heaven today. And so we're going to ask if you'll stand with us. Someone's going to come and light your candle and then just pass that light. We'll fill the whole room. We'll fill the whole room with his light and his love. And we encourage you to join and sing with us.
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. All things were made through Him. In Him was the light, and that light shines through the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. And so, Lord, we're here today to thank you for your love and for your light. We pray you'll fill our hearts today with your love and your light. Every heart in this room, everyone joining us online, fill us, we pray, in Christ's name, amen. You can be seated. Before we conclude, I just wanted us to just pause a minute and think about the sacredness of Christmas. I, like you, probably am trying very hard to keep Christ at the center of this celebration, you know. Multiple quizzes to my five-year-old. What is Christmas about? Everywhere she goes, she hears all these messages. And sure, we talk about all of those things too. But at the end of the day, this is a sacred day. This is a holy day. Because that was a holy child. And we pause tonight to reflect, to reverence his holiness.
Tonight, will you join in the eternal song, the everlasting song, the song that's been going on long before you and I got here. It's been going on forever. It's the sound of heaven. This is a song of heaven, and we know the lyrics. Revelation says, day and night, they never stop saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Can you imagine? Every tribe, every nation, every language, every color of skin, everyone who's ever put their faith in Jesus before us and everyone who'll come after us, can you imagine? Generation after generation after generation of people around the throne of God saying holy. I love the word holy. Holy means perfect, pure, spiritually whole. The word holy is a word you only use for God. I've been looking forward to singing this song all night. This is going to be a moment together. But before I sing it, I want to read this to you. This isn't my word, this is God's word. This is God's word just to remind us today of who we're singing to, that baby born in a manger. This is what the word says about it. And God raised him from death and set him on a throne in deep heaven in charge of running the universe. Everything from galaxies to government, no name and no power exempt from his rule. And not just for the time being, but forever. He is in charge of it all, has the final word on everything. And at the center of all this, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. Christ, oh, 
been forgiven And if you've been redeemed Sing the song forever to the Lamb And if you walk in freedom And if you bear His name Sing the song forever to the Christmas, everybody. I mean, if you can't get your Christmas on after that, I can't help you. I cannot help you. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope you enjoy your day today and tomorrow. We love you. God bless.